0: what To say, I mean, I, I'm trying to place that. Uh, I, it that reminds me a little bit of the Mountain Dew commercial, uh, with <laughs> that creepy dog like the yeah. creepy dog who has like hips that starts moving, and the dude in the fish tank, who's, yeah, yeah,
1: the, who starts um, dancing
0: around. What's the, 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 the like
1: the Mountain Dew energy drink,
0: Mountain thing. Dew Extreme, or it, whatever yeah, the hell whatever. that is? Yes, yeah, that was, yeah. wh- wow. So, <laughs> what what was that?
1: Uh, again, that's Greg Hoffman. This is monsters with contracts below the bed.
0: I li- so uh, we need to uh, we need to add a link uh, yeah. for this person. Do you have any background information on on? Uh, yeah, it, I... It's so weird because we deal with transgender stuff. I'm always so careful to use pronouns. Right now that right. I'm always afraid I'm going to use the wrong pronoun. But now I do that with everybody, <laughs> and so I'm just like starting to not use pronouns. So this non-latino individual <laughs> uh is can you share this person's background
1: yeah so uh greg is a brony. um he's been doing a little bit of um like fandom stuff they did a an abridged series which is a thing where they kind of like make fun of the show in a loving way um and has done a, lo- a lot of um uh like individual not like original stuff that's been pretty fun and in some of the projects he's been doing uh, he needs background music for it. And it's so hard to find royalty-free background music because like everything has copyrights. Oh yeah. So for a year and a half, every week he made a song that he specifically advertised completely royalty free, like do what you want with it. So Awesome. There, well let's make sure yeah.
0: then that we can uh that we can link uh, to his site uh, and to any sort of money making endeavor as well cuz his music has been fantastic and most enjoyable. Yeah. Uh and have you met have you met him?
1: I've never met him. No, he's never been to the conventions i have gone. Is it East
0: Coast or West Coast or you don't know? Somewhere in the middle. Somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Somewhere between East Coast and West Coast. Well, that's 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 good to know. Uh let me I guess jump into the our introductions which is I should introduce myself first. I am Didge, your host, guide and sometimes provocateur. Welcome to the 10th episode of So There's That, the blue podcast, blue. which is kind of a big deal, I think. I, we never thought we'd get to 10. Yeah. Uh, and let me introduce my sidekick and co-host, and I'm going to try to do this quickly, Dante. Hello, I, I'm i Dante. I'm sidekick. And co-host. And co-host, occasionally. host yes. <laughs> occasionally co-host, mostly sidekick. Yep. So, how was
1: your week? Oh, it's been pretty good. I, I know a few weeks ago I mentioned that I was doing... Um, art and specifically was doing a comic, but in how this, many pages long
0: it was a comic going to be?
1: I said twenty two, but that was just because, like, from looking up, that's the standard length. But I don't have a set length in mind. That's just the
0: the only reason I I poked fun at that was because when I was growing up and reading Marvel comics, and not just Savage Sword of Conan, but uh, normal Spider Man, X Men comic books were twenty pages long. Mm. And so every once in a while, you would get something that was like 22 pages or 24 pages okay. where they would sort of add an additional piece of content or, you know, additional page. I don't know what the actual count is now because at one point I was working on my comic book scripts for a couple Wolverine stories of, of delving into his. See, at the time, sorry, we're going to go off on a little tangent here. <laughs> uh, Wolverine, what I liked about Wolverine is he was like Jason Bourne. Uh, In that he was this amazing assassin, fighter, killer who had no memory of who he was. And I felt that I had read very few stories that had really dealt with who was he Before he lost his memory. And there's been a bunch of stories of who he was, you know, his origin story, and this, and Weapon X was by Barry Windsor Smith, was like how he got his adamantium skeleton. And that was so cool. But there's actually a period of time after he received his adamantium skeleton, after he received three nine inch razor sharp claws in the back of each of his hands. And he had no idea where they came from. And there's a line, and I think it was X-Men 96. I know I'm going on detail here. <laughs> uh, that he had gone through 10 years of hypnosis, 10 years of psychotherapy, 10 years of this, 10 years of that. And so I started to write a story covering this. You have just been discovered in the wilds of Canada. You have these murderous rages. You were seeing a psychiatrist to kind of bring this stuff. And for the Canadian Secret Service and military, this is like manna from heaven. This is the perfect soldier, except he is crazy and will kill people for no reason. Oh, my God. This is such an amazing story that hasn't been told yet. And now that I've said that, last time I said Greg Pack needs to review one of my scripts, or maybe I can talk to him about doing something else. But now, after having said this, I'm thinking maybe maybe I will, in fact, uh, send the script over to him and uh, have him see... What he thinks, because yeah. this was a fun script. You've read it, yeah. too, haven't you?
1: Yeah, I, I read a long time ago, and I, I remember liking it, but I don't really remember right. it specifically. So
0: anyway, that's why I was kind of focused on the page numbers, because I think I had gotten up to maybe 24 pages to try to tell my story, and I got to a point which is will be of utter interest to nobody, but back in the day, Wolverine smoked cigars and cigarettes. And so, one of the common things you see with people of like schizophrenia Um, Or dealing sort of with intense um, issues like this is you see this um, uh, increased uh, smoking and dealing with nicotine, which sort of helps to dull some of the stuff. Uh, If people are wondering how I ended up smoking for as many decades as I did. uh, And I was utterly fascinated by this. And so that was part of the story and that the smoke that was coming off of the cigarette was embedded with memories. And, like, different colors and kaleidoscopes and this and that. It was just some really neat visuals that that I was writing about. And then Joe Casada, who was at that point the editor-in-chief of Marvel, uh, sort of passed an edict saying there will be no smoking in Marvel Comics because these are read by kids. Right. And we don't want to glamorize smoking. And I've had family members who have died from cancer, and it's horrific, and no one ever thinks about how dangerous it is until after you get cancer. So I completely agree with where he was coming from. From It just was so frustrating from a writing perspective because I had written all this wonderful stuff. Uh, and I had to completely figure out how to rewrite it so that I could have the same visuals without someone smoking. Soap. Right. So anyway, long way of saying this is why I was focused on the number of pages. Yeah. So you were saying.
1: Oh, yeah. So specifically. <laughs> A uh, long way to get to this week. Um, I've been doing a little bit of 3D modeling with a program called Blender because I want to use I'm sorry, it. What's the program called? Blender, like Blender. the like the kitchen appliance.
0: Okay, with all of the vowels. All of them. It's not like
1: it's not like Tumblr that Tumblr misses or... the e or yeah it, or it's...
0: or our hosting company. Uh, the the company that hosts our individual podcasts is called Blueberry, without the e's. Oh, so I'm hoping it's pronounced Blueberry and not like Blueberry. Blubbery. Blubbery. Maybe it is. Maybe it is. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but no, I want to um, do it to create, like, the
1: scenes and backgrounds. Maybe not all of it because that'd take forever, but, like, I have an artist I like that does that type of thing, so I have I've inspiration from it, so.
0: Uh, who's the artist? Uh, Tommy
1: Oliver is what they go by. Their last name's different, but I don't know what the last name is. And they are doing a webcomic right now that is barely starting.
0: Can we link to it from our... Uh, yeah, sure. So, again, we're going to talk about this a little bit different, but I've been making some changes on the website so that we can include uh, links. If you go to adventuresintransgendering.com, I know many of you are listening to this on iTunes and, and, and things like that. Um, but if you go to com, and each episode has a post and that's what gets pushed over to iTunes, we have links underneath it. And again, I'll get into more detail because there's an entire <laughs> story about that. Yeah. But I want, like, last time we had links for uh, Force Rain's website, yes, uh, and things like that. So uh, please check out the website for each after you've listened to each episode because we do have links to a lot of the stuff that um, that we're talking about. So yeah. Um, just figuring things out for comic,
1: and that's basically what this week has been.
0: So how? So I guess we can add a link if. Like, can people see what you're doing? I know you're experimenting. Oh, yeah. So you don't necessarily yeah. want to do it, but so, how, how can we get people... So, I mean,
1: um, 3Modeling specifically, I haven't posted anything here because I'm still in the learning phase. Here being... i about to get to that. <laughs> um, I have a Tumblr where I post all the art that, like, I am happy with. And that's uh, arcanations.tumblr.com which is A-R-K-E-N...
0: A-T-I-O-N-S. And we have a link to that .tumblr.com. on one of the... First time you mentioned it. Yes. So we'll see if we can link to that here as well. Again, this is very compelling audio. Just yeah. yeah. Just Yeah. Um, uh, so next is your week. Yeah. Uh, yeah my, uh, well, we finished uh, We finished True Detective. Yeah. We talked about this last week that, that we were watching True Detective, and I think we had a handful of episodes left. Uh, oh, my God. Oh, my God. If you have not seen True Detective, you must see this. I know season two just started. Yep, We haven't seen it yet, but uh, this is really, really, really good stuff. A uh, bit of a tip of the hat to the Cthulhu mythos, yeah. uh, which is interesting. Not merely H.P. Lovecraft, but yeah. but who wrote The Yellow King? Ah, oh, jeez,
1: I wouldn't remember. Okay, that, well, That was yeah. Michael who, or something.
0: That would be Dante's brother. Yeah. Uh, it knows, yes, knows a lot more about Cthulhu uh, and Cthulhu mythos, but uh the, the Yellow King was a precursor to uh what HP Lovecraft had, had yeah. written and then much some of his stuff was based upon this story. And yeah. so there's sort of tendrils into that uh in this, but it is so well done and the acting by Matthew McConaughey and um and uh, uh Woody Harrelson. Yeah unbelievable yeah. absolutely unbelievable uh yeah you know it's it's a little gruesome it's a little dark but uh not as gruesome as Hannibal <laughs> and uh unbelievably compelling so highly highly recommended yes we also watched something very bizarre oh yeah <laughs> so a- anyone who listens to this podcast knows i am a huge fan of Brian Fuller and uh and Hannibal got canceled yeah so Brian Fuller's looking into where it may be picked up for a fourth season. Uh, but again, if we only get three seasons out of it, I'm very happy. It's been exceptional. Oh, yeah. And he just, uh, he's going to be doing American Gods, the Neil Gaiman Oh, book, right. Right, for Star yes. So he's going to be working on that. But as I was, I think, researching some stuff about Fuller, I decided to figure out was, what else has he done that I haven't seen? Because he did Wonderfall's. And he did uh uh Pushing Daisies. He did Dead Like Me, the first five episodes yep. of Dead Like Me, and then he did Hannibal. He did Mockingbird Lane, which was a yes. redo of the Munsters with Eddie Izard. Yep. Another one of our invited guests, as is Brian Fuller. Yep. Uh D I G at typingmonkeys.com. Exactly. So I, I it turns out I know he'd worked on Star Trek, a couple of the Star Trek series, um, and and I'm not a Trekkie, I'm sorry. Uh so I may have seen one or two of the episodes he had done. I know he also worked on Heroes and had written a couple episodes of Heroes, right? But I found out that he had done uh, the TV remake of Carrie, oh, uh,
1: the horror right, film. Yeah, he did it,
0: which I got. We haven't seen it yet. But he also did a pilot based on a comic book by Mike Mignola, and it stars Mike. Uh, I'm sorry, Paul Giamatti as the as the primary voice, and it's called Amazing Screw Top Head. <laughs> and it is an animated pilot that did not get picked up for series i think it was sci-fi yeah and it is yeah. so bizarre and it is so brilliant and it it's basically this this almost superhero robot from the civil war era yeah. who has a screw top head and he has his arch villains who are like these vampires and these demons And he works for Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. And so it's just this utterly insane steampunk sort of, if you've seen Hellboy, like the comedy. Yeah. Up to 11. I mean, it's just so utterly bizarre. And I'm so frustrated that it never got picked up for series. Yeah. But again, if you ever have a chance, uh, it's called Amazing Screwtop Head. So those are two of the things that, that we watched this week. The other thing that I'm doing, though, is I am 40 days away from starting my move to New York City. So uh, I have lived in this house for about 20 years now. Wow. And so I'm condensing into a one-bedroom apartment. I mean, it's a nice size one-bedroom apartment, but, you know, I have to condense. I have to get rid of about two-thirds of this stuff Yeah. Uh, and figure out what I'm keeping. So I'm going through this process. I mean, those of you who live in a house for a while know that you accumulate that you fill whatever space you have so we're currently recording this from the basement yep and we are surrounded by stacks of books and comic books and posters and baseball bats and stereo equipment and cooking supplies and and clothes and sleds and fireworks and (laughs) all this stuff that i'm not taking to new york yeah and so I think I've done a really good job. I mean, I think we've I've really condensed down to a point where I am close to having what I want. Yeah. That will fit into a one-bedroom New York apartment. Yeah. I think I've done a, a really good job with that. And part of this process, and I think there's a book about how to declutter. And what you have to do is everything that you own, you, you put, I mean, except for like your car, right? <laughs> yeah. But you put it in the palm of your hand. And you pause and you go, "Is this, how important is this to me? Why am I why do why am I keeping this?" And so this has helped because I've gotten rid of a lot of stuff. You know, I'm a big fan of Columbo, for instance, and I have every Columbo, you know, novel that's ever been written. Yeah. Well, they're not very good. Sorry <laughs> to all the people who wrote those books, but they're not very good, and I'm not going to keep them. Right. So what's been interesting is is I think I've mentioned this before that I have an episodic memory. And so I remember where I got every single item, right, and the story and who I was with, and it was my honeymoon, and it was the kids and I were doing this, or I was a kid, and this is something my dad gave me, and da 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 da. So it's all these different things, and so it's been fun, it's been fun to relive a lot of those memories and and get a smile on your face yeah. and you know and 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 other stuff has been more wistful, you know, because you find cards. From, you know, people who you were married to, yeah. uh, you know, during good times. And, and, I you know, I didn't throw those out. I didn't burn those. And and sometimes those are those are hard to read because they were so hard. The emotions were so positive and so heartfelt and they're not there anymore, which happens. Yeah. And so uh, what I have had fun doing, though, is trying to figure out what is that thing that I am keeping per person. Right. Because some people have given you a hundred things. And I just don't have the space to keep all hundred things. I mean, obviously, if it's a book that's one of my favorite books that I'm going to read again, or if it's a book that I've always wanted to read and I haven't read, uh, or movies that I will watch again. That's really what I am doing, is everything is something that I must interact with again in my life. Right. And if I'm not going to interact with it, if it's just there because I got it at some point and I don't want to get rid of it, then I got to get rid of it. I just don't have the space anymore. So it's been fun— deciding like there is this, uh, uh, mystery. It's a, it's a writer's guide. It's a writer's guide to poison. Ah, uh, it's a mystery guide. Not that we're trying to poison people here, (laughs) but, uh, this is something that my then girlfriend, future ex-wife gave to me. And so she was over and I was, there's a whole bunch of stuff that I'm getting rid of that I thought she might want, uh, which, you know, she took, and then she saw that book on the shelf and she goes, oh, hey, if you don't want that, um, I would love to have it. And I'm like, you gave that to me when we were dating. Yeah. You know, and I can't get rid of that because number one, I, you know, from a writer's perspective, yeah, who isn't interested in what poisons are out there? Yeah. And I know I can find the stuff on the internet, but there's this, I have this connection. And when I look at it, I smile. Right. It was during good times. Yeah. Right. It was during fantastic times. Yeah. Uh so that's that's been pretty crazy. I've also been moving stuff around and and I um found those of you who live in a flood zone. And this isn't like a horrible you know flood zone. It's not like Youngstown, Ohio or Pennsylvania yeah, yeah. whichever is the one that gets that gets floods. Uh but the basement has flooded a couple times when the yeah. hurricane came through here. Uh we did yeah. get a lot of water in the basement and I've I have lived through three floods in my life and I've lost a lot of stuff because anything on the floor Water seeps into it and books and things like that. Everything gets destroyed. Yeah. So everything is kind of up on milk crates or up on wood or up on this. So as I've been moving stuff around, I found a whole bunch of milk crates that I stole when (laughs) I was in college. Yeah. And that was a while ago. And that was really cool. And they're really sturdy. And you can build tables out of them. And you can move stuff when you move around a lot. And I realized I don't need milk crates anymore. It, it's this kind of bittersweet moment. We're like, oh, I'm a grown up now. I don't need to use milk crates anymore, even though I was using them last week. Yeah. Uh, but now I'm bequeathing those to uh, to to you and your brother. Awesome. Yeah. So uh, you know, we'll see. Uh, we'll see if that's something that can uh, can get passed down from generation to generation. Yeah. Uh, I have one from Wawa. Ooh. Which yeah. is uh it's a convenience store for those of you from like the Philadelphia area. We have it's like 7-Eleven. Uh what's it uh Tesco's? was the place in, in London we went oh, to? yeah, Tesco's. Was, yeah. I think it was Tesco's. Yeah. Uh that had like all the amazing Cadbury ice creams. Yeah, yeah, oh my yeah. god. Unbelievably good. Uh so we it was called Wawa. And for anyone who's not in the area, they hear Wawa and they're like, What the hell are you talking about? But they had really, um, they have like great dairy. So yeah. they had like the best milk in the area and you always bought your ice cream there. So anyway, it's an orange crate that has Wawa on it. Again, this is utterly fascinating stuff. <laughs> uh, and so please uh, make sure to tell all your friends to listen to the podcast where we talk about milk crates. So um, actually, you know, we talked a little bit before that this was our 10th our episode. Yes. And that was kind of a big deal. So I decided that maybe we should do something fun for our anniversary episodes, which yeah. which I'm always going to come up with an excuse for something. This is an anniversary <laughs> episode, but this is 10. Like this is, you know, we go from single digits to double digits. Yeah. Right? I mean, technically we're always in triple digits because I always do like 007. Yeah. You know, yeah. so technically we're still in triple digits, but work with me here.
1: The second digit isn't zero anymore. The
0: second digit, no, but the first one is.
1: Right but the second one isn't.
0: I know, but still we only have one digit that's not a zero right now. It won't be until the next podcast episode when we actually have two integers that are not zeros. Yeah, but the middle one isn't. So that's why it matters. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway, anyway. So um I want to this is like Tony Kornheiser uh, uh, does which and it was always a, a section that I liked. Uh, and it's just kind of a in the news section and and for, for Tony usually talks about animal news. Because he's convinced that the animals are going to take over and wipe people out, and <laughs> mm-hmm. so in that in that vein, I uh, if for those of you who are on Facebook, uh, for a while there was this graphic going around, yeah, because yeah. uh, there was a whole bunch of shark attacks, and people were like, no, 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 sharks, are, you know, like sharks kill less people than other animals, and so they listed all the number of deaths from other animals, and so they said graphic, so again, um, that that sharks only kill five people a year. And cows kill 22, which has kind of struck me because cows are, you know, not something you think of as as something to kill people. Yeah. And so I decided I'm going to research this a little bit. And I found this article It's from earlier in the year. So it's not like, you know, today. And and again, we'll drop a link in for, yeah, for people absolutely. who want to see it. Uh, but so here's um here's the headline. Nazi super cows. British farmer forced to destroy half his murderous herd of bioengineered heck cows after they try to kill staff. Not hell cows, mind you, but heck cows. (laughs) Um, Nazi bioengineered cows. Jeez. (laughs) Okay? Okay. So here's, let me read part of the article for you. Hitler's drive to produce the perfect Aryan race was not confined to people. It also extended to a specially bred herd of Nazi engineered cows, which have turned out to be so aggressive that a UK farmer has been forced to turn half of them into sausages. Now that I don't think is like, I don't know, in writing this article, usually cows do end up as like sausages. Yeah. So I don't know if that's like kind of special. I think it's more that they were so aggressive. So Derek Gow imported more than a dozen heck super cows to his West Devon farm in 2009, nearly a century after they were first created in the 1920s. Wow. But Farmer Gow, who is the only British farmer to own the breed, has been forced to kill seven of his herd because the cows were so aggressive they repeatedly tried to kill his staff. Oh my. We've had to cut our herd down to six because some of them were incredibly aggressive and we just couldn't handle them, (laughs) says Farmer farmer gal who said that the meat made very tasty sausages that taste a bit like venison. Oh, my goodness. The ones we had to get rid of would just attack you any chance they could. This feels like a Monty Python skit to me. I mean, I know it's, people were almost killed and we shouldn't be laughing at this, but you have to admit, this is pretty funny. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, they are by far and away the most aggressive an- um, animals I've ever worked with. The aggressive breed was produced by German zoologists and brothers Heinz and Lutz Heinz, whom the Nazi Party commissioned to produce a breed of cattle based on Aurochs, a species of extinct ancient wild bull. <laughs> The resulting cows bred from wild genes extracted from domestic descendants of the aurochs had such muscular physiques and deadly horns that they were used in propaganda material during World War II as a further illustration of the Third Reich's strength and purity. The aurochs were a species of wild bull that had once roamed the forests of Europe but were hunted to extinction in the 17th century. Wow. So just a little bit of context on oryx. Is that Julius Caesar described them as beasts the size of elephants? The knights of German lore were said to have drunk from their gilded horns. Archaeologists believe that these enormous wild car, uh, cows are the same ox like creatures depicted in many prehistoric cave paintings. Wow.
1: Next. That, oh my goodness.
0: So I guess, yes, cows are in fact more dangerous. Than sharks yeah though but yes
1: we though, haven't genetically engineered sharks yet not yet so, not not yet I so, would love to, to do my it? laser
0: by the sharks with lasers yeah, to, from, yeah. From, from Dr. Evil but I would just embarrass myself though I would think that if sharks were land creatures if we had land sharks like on Saturday Night Live that yeah. the numbers probably would increase just a little bit
1: or maybe if we attached them to balloons and they just soared through the sky Yeah, that would be like Sharknado, right? Oh, yeah, exactly like that.
0: Exactly like Sharknado. I think you have a future in TV programming. (laughs) So let's move on to uh, corrections and clarifications. Uh, Forrest talked about Tim Minchin. Yes. Last time. And I said the name rang a bell. And it turns out I do remember who Tim Minchin was. I saw it like it was like I was flipping channels. I think it was like PBS or something. And he was performing a concert, I think, from Australia. And he is dynamite. He has, like, crazy, you know, Einstein hair. And he's barefoot when he performs. And he wears uh, uh, eyeliner. Yeah. Because he tells stories while he's playing the piano. And if he wears eyeliner, it allows his face to be more expressive when he's telling a story. Oh. And so he starts to tell a story. And then he plays a song based on that story. And the song, this is why I like him. Is the first song I ever heard him play is You Grew On Me, which is a song about there being no such thing as love at first sight.
1: Oh, my goodness.
0: And so I'm not going to sing the lyrics, but the, <laughs> the, the the song is You Grew On Me. And the lyrics are, you grew on me like a tumor. And you spread through me like malignant melanoma. And now you're in my heart. So if you ever get a chance, uh, again, I was looking at Amazon, trying to get a DVD, and they don't have any of his old stuff. Wow. Uh, it's it's mostly other regions. Uh, but if you ever get a chance, again, maybe I'll drop a link to this this yeah. song uh, on the page.
1: No, I, even to this now, like Tim mention the name is so unbelievably familiar. And I tried looking it up earlier this week, but I couldn't find anything that like rung a bell. But I swear I've heard it somewhere.
0: Yes, well, you may actually have watched this with me. Yeah. It may have been one night, and I and again in the states we don't always get everything that's going on in the UK or in Australia or things right. like that, which is frustrating. And the way DVDs are set up in terms of regions, I can't. I have gotten a region too. I mean, I got the Equalizer, yeah, which is one of my favorite TV shows, which I watched when it came out. I was in college when it came out, uh, starring Edward Woodward, and it's uh, it's 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 a wonderful spy like just kind of a a spy who's sort of at the end of his career who's been worn down and he just won't take it anymore. It's actually based, I think, loosely on the character of Callan that he played in the UK back in the day. And there was a lot of music in it, like Adam Ant and Meatloaf. And there was a lot of uh, of Stuart Copeland from the police. He did the soundtrack for it. And the US release of it they couldn't clear all the rights for all the music. So they had to replace a bunch of it. Oh. So I found the UK version of the discs have all of the original music. So you and I found a way by using our computer and Apple TV. Yeah. Uh, there is a way to get these to play and punch them up on the TV. Yeah. Uh, so I actually have purchased <laughs> some of this stuff like this, all my old episodes of Callan. Uh, I've gotten uh, through region two, yes, yeah. UK, and region one, which is US and and, and Canada. Uh, so anyway, that's uh, that's to mention. Yep. We also talked about Thanksgiving. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. we got it wrong as to when Thanksgiving was. Oh. We oh. We said it was the third yes. Thursday, and yes. it's not. It's yeah. So it's it's actually really complicated. Oh. It's amazingly complicated. Okay. So I and again I wasn't planning on doing this much reading in this podcast. But let me read to you from our National Archives, the U.S. National Archives, sort of how we got to when Thanksgiving is. Okay. On September 28, 1789, just before leaving for recess, the first federal Congress passed a resolution asking that the President of the United States recommend to the nation a day of Thanksgiving. A few days later, President George Washington, our first president, issued a proclamation naming Thursday, November 26, 1789, as a day of public Thanksgiving. The first time Thanksgiving was celebrated under the new Constitution. Subsequent presidents issued Thanksgiving proclamations, but the dates and even the months of celebrations varied. Oh. It wasn't until President Abraham Lincoln, who, remember, he has the special agent Amazing Screwtop Head. Yeah. Uh that his 1863 proclamation that Thanksgiving was regularly commemorated each year on the last Thursday of November. Wow. However, in 1939, the last Thursday of November fell on the last day of the month. Concerned that the shortened Christmas shopping season might dampen the economic recovery, because remember, the United States was in was uh was in the depression. Wow. President Franklin D. Roosevelt issued a presidential proclamation moving Thanksgiving to the second to last Thursday of November. As a result of the proclamation, this is utterly fascinating to me, 32 states issued similar proclamations while 16 states refused to accept the change and proclaimed Thanksgiving to be the last Thursday of November. Thus began the Great Thanksgiving Wars. Oh my goodness. For... (laughs) So for two years, two days were celebrated as Thanksgiving. The president and part of the nation celebrated it on the second to last Thursday, November, while the rest of the country celebrated the following week. To end the confusion, Congress decided to set a fixed date for the holiday. On October 6th, 1941, a date that will not live in infamy, <laughs> the House suddenly and deliberately passed a joint resolution declaring the last Thursday in November, to be the legal Thanksgiving Day. The Senate, however, amended the resolution, establishing the holiday as the fourth Thursday, which would take into account those years when November has five Thursdays. Wow. The House agreed to the amendment, and President Roosevelt signed the resolution on December 26, 1941, better known as Thanksgiving Armistice Day. Oh, my goodness. Isn't that fascinating? Yeah. Some of that... Is true. Oh. And some of that I made up. Really? I mean, it, it, like, I'm like Wikipedia. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like 90% accurate here. All right? Yeah. Now, we also talked about Canadian Thanksgiving, which is the second Monday in October because harvests take place earlier in Canada
1: right. than in the United States. Right. That's
0: why it was, was earlier. So let me just give a quick, quick background comparatively. This comes from Mental Floss, Dynamite website and magazine. Yeah. English explorer Sir Martin Frobisher and his crew first got their thanks on in Newfoundland in 1578. That would be before the pilgrims did the first Thanksgiving okay, in the United States, which is widely accepted as the first celebration of Thanksgiving in North America. There is, however, some debate as to when the first Thanksgiving actually occurred and where. The story goes that Frobisher and company hadn't found the Northwest Passage to the Orient like they'd been hoping to, but still wanted to celebrate a safe arrival in the New World. By the way, historically, Canada's biggest shopping day of the year is Boxing Day because their Thanksgiving is on a Monday. Our Thanksgiving wow. is on a Thursday. And the next day is called Black Friday. Yeah. Right. And because everyone has a day off and everyone goes shopping, it's the first official shopping day of Christmas. So the biggest shopping day of the year in Canada is called Boxing Day. It's like Black Friday, but with thousands of people returning disappointing gifts. (laughs) Boxing Day, by the way, is not as cool as it sounds. I don't think we have a Boxing Day in the United States. And if we do, we don't care about it. To me, it sounds like everyone gets in a fist fight. So it'd be kind of awesome, right? But no, no, the Oxford English Dictionary gives the earliest attestation of the term, this is, again, quoting this from Wikipedia, attestation of the term as being from England in the 1830s, defining it as the first weekday after Christmas Day, observed as a holiday on which postmen, errand boys, and servants of various kinds expected to receive a Christmas box. So a Christmas box was like a gift that either had money in it, but it was something where you gave the postman, or you gave them a box with a present. Okay. Hence boxing day. Wow. Yeah. So that finishes our uh corrections. Okay, now uh now we're uh sliding into Digi's mailbag. We we <laughs> didn't get a theme song though. No, we didn't. Yeah, okay. Um well hopefully maybe one day. Yeah, Do maybe one day. Maybe, yeah. You know, like anyone listening who wants to, uh, you know, mailbag theme song for us, yeah. you know, you can you can certainly send that in to us. And where would they send that to? Uh, DIG at typingmonkeys.com. There you go. There you go. So uh, let's jump in the mailbag. Uh, number one is from Brain in LA. I think that might be like Pinky and the Brain. Oh, I thought it just misspelled Brian. Possibly, or it's Brain from Pinky and the Brain, which I think would be infinitely cooler. Yeah. Right? So anyway, Brain writes, very cool. You're very well-spoken, and I like your attitude about everything. Being that the subject is so newsworthy now, you should definitely take advantage of that to grow and promote your podcast. Awesome! Yeah. So, thank you, uh, thank you, Brain. Say hi to Pinky for us. That would be uh, that would be cool. Number two is from Mel in Rochester, who we've heard from previously. Yep. Okay. First things first. I'm from Dansville, not from Rochester, and have been for 15 years. So, uh, I probably <laughs> should say Mel. I don't know if I said this before, but Mel. Was one of, my, is one of my fraternity brothers. And, and so when I went to New York and we did the mini reunion with my fraternity brothers, he was one of the people there. And I always thought he was from Rochester, but it turns out he is from Dansville. Okay. Name changing to protect the guilty is one thing, but changing my location, well, humph. <laughs> and he actually writes that humph. And I never promised to find time to listen, only said I needed to find the time, which might also be a polite way of telling you to kiss off. <laughs> Again, obviously a fraternity brother. But as it happens, I'm now 20% cooler, 22% cooler, for having listened to episodes 8 and 9. 2 of 9 equals 22%. And unless, and until, you make me less cool by doing more podcasts, like this one. Unless I listen to them faster than you put them out. Yeah, this is the sort of people I hung out with <laughs> in college, right? I uh, guess I'll work backwards and find out about electrolysis next. Not sure that's a good choice. Every so often, I think about tattoos. Not sure I want to know details about the needles. Yep. Uh, Adele in London says, Aw, crap, totally addicted to the bite sized snippets of insanity that are red versus blue. Yes. And I'm not even a gamer. I blame <laughs> Dig Dante. Yep. So high five. Yeah. I was, was doing a sound effect five. there. Steven Silverspring, did your tagline should be I should jump in here. <laughs> Just finished episode eight. You and Dante are doing awesome. Keep it up. P.S. More Dante. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like that's going to happen. <laughs> uh, number five uh, is Mike in Gaithersburg. Mike, who we who I, I think is almost every, oh, almost yeah. every podcast point, we, yeah. we hear from. Uh, and it's great. I mean, I actually love this. I love having regulars in our yeah. mailbag segment. Right. So you might have a future with this interviewing stuff. Awesome. That's That's pretty cool. Uh, and when Forrest said she was giving you the weird look, I thought, huh, I get that sort of look from Didge all the time. <laughs> so, yes, this is someone else who I know, uh, who actually we hung out with at Regeneration Who, which was the yes, Doctor Who yes. convention that, that we went to. He was working security there uh, and got to hang out with them almost all weekend, which was which was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, she almost makes you wish I was more of a My Little Pony fan for all of her enthusiasm. And I like the song that you and the boys love so well ended up being the way she met her fiancé. Yeah, I probably read that totally wrong. Uh, that appears to be the romantic part of me that hasn't been drowned in booze or strangled <laughs> by cynicism. Uh, Trini, this is from Equestria Daily. We got featured, uh, the, the podcast got linked to from Equestria Daily. Uh, do you want to give a little, little uh, explanation yeah, yeah, sure. of what Equestria Daily is?
1: So Equestria Daily is essentially the like central hub for all of the news in the My Little Pony fandom. It's where they post things at the show, like, episodes coming out and and previews and stuff, but also in
0: fandom artwork and animation and music.
1: And podcasts. And podcasts. Apparently.
0: So uh Trini writes, that Forest Rain podcast was very entertaining and informative. I loved it. Awesome. Which is fantastic because, again, this is someone who wasn't part of our, our regular audience. Yeah. Uh Trini Gomez says, I listened in on it and I'm immediately a fan. I was streaming the podcast while working on some my Little Pony comics, and a lot of my viewers were very interested in what was talked about, including asking me about my own transition, too. Oh, that's fantastic. So I guess, um, I guess Trini is transitioning as well. Uh, this is good that we're being more of a name out there now and people are being educated. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening so much, and, and, uh, and please stay in touch with us, and good luck uh, with your, your transition. And the last one is John from Orland, who I think we've we've heard from before. Yeah. Uh, he says, this is a bit scattershot, but here goes. Loved Forest Rain. It felt like you and Dante had been friends with her for years. Wow. That was lots of fun. I swear Forrest could be the voice of stage on Teen Titans Go. Ha. <laughs> yeah. Are you familiar with that? I don't know
1: who stage is, but
0: I know what Teen Titans Go is. Okay. Freaked me out a bit. <laughs> Loved hearing that you mentioned Mel from Rochester the previous week. Mel who is not from Rochester, right? Yeah. Mel is actually uh from uh Dansville. Dansville. So so John uh, no no not Rochester, Rochester. Dansville. Dansville. No Put longer. a smile on my face, I'm going to look up feta salsa recipes. Oh. So I think we're going to talk about feta salsa later, yeah, right? absolutely. Right? So let's uh let's see if we can speed through uh, updates a bit. Uh and I know um I know that uh, Alex from New York has mentioned that he's fascinated by the SEO conversations that we have, our, our search engine optimization. Yeah. So, Alex, this update's for you. Uh, if you do a Google search on So There's That. Remember, we were at like 10th, and then we were in 9th, and yeah. then eventually you made 7th. and We are now number two. Oh, my goodness. We jumped up to number two. We just passed Wendy Pearsall's Pinterest page. So you can tell that it's, like, really <laughs> tough competition, right? Yeah. For a while, we were in a death match with a YouTube video about some 2003 Nintendo game called Fire Emblem. Oh, wow, yeah. So, yeah. Um. So we still, I guess, you know, one or two to go. I think we were number two, and then we slid back to number three. Number one is Urban Dictionary, which totally makes sense to me. I understand that's going to be hard. The next one, number two, is the 21 Most Annoying and overused sayings on Twitter.
1: Wow.
0: Yeah, yeah. So that that, <laughs> that was like, that brought me down a little bit. That yeah. brought me down a little bit. Uh, let's see, we're still featured on iTunes under New and Noteworthy. Uh, this is seven weeks and counting. However, we do have some not so good news. The UK doesn't love us anymore. Yeah. We are no longer on the main podcast page featured as New and Noteworthy. And, uh, and we're not under uh, whatever the category is, um, what, society and culture, yes. or, or whatever. Uh, we're not there either. However, we are still under personal journals. So um, so we are now, we're still new and noteworthy, personal journals on both sides of the pond. Um, and, and that made me think that maybe we aren't pandering enough to the Brits. Yeah. Maybe that's our problem. Like, we did an entire podcast about how much the Brits love us. Yeah. And that seemed to do well. Uh, yeah. But then we moved away from that. Wow. So I thought maybe we should talk a little bit about – maybe we have talk about a restaurant because we always like talking about restaurants. Yes. As, yes. Right? And so I thought maybe we talk about Mother's Mash. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Right? Yeah. So Mother's Mash is a restaurant when, when we went to London last summer. Uh, we went to Hamley's, which is like the coolest toy store yeah. in London. And they had, remember what the display in the window was? Yeah, didn't they have like a big Milo Pony? They had a big Milo Pony display there. And so behind it, like you have to walk all the way around the block, but behind it, like behind the back door of it, uh, is a street that has Mother's Mash on it. And they did absolutely the best bangers and mash I have ever had. Because you see, in the States, we have sausages, and bangers do not taste The way American sausages do they have it's like they have like a breading in it or something and the skin is so crispy. And the the uh, mashed potatoes, the mash. Yeah. See, in the States, we just have mashed potatoes. That's it. We only have one type of mashed potato. And, And in the UK, you have like 20 different types of of mashed potatoes. So we went there three times only
1: got in twice.
0: Only got in twice, right? Because the they the the water main yep. broke and so they couldn't prepare anything. Uh but yes, we were there. We were in London for how, however many days? Uh what, 9 or just 10 over days? a week, yeah. And we tried to go there three times. That's how good it was. So if you're in London, check out um Mother's Mash yep. and and we I remember that one time we ordered a plate of like we got three orders yeah. of bangers and they were just piled up and then the guy on the street started chatting with me. Yeah, and we had to start talking about like comic books. Yeah, like in the London while I'm eating bangers. Very odd, very odd. So, so hopefully that maybe that's enough. Yeah, for us to kind of get back up on the new and and our weekly quota of UK stuff. Our weekly quota of UK pandering. Yeah. So, uh, so you folks out in the UK, let us know how we did. You yep. know, and if there's anything else we should be talking about, and any other hip words that that us Yankees should be using. <laughs> Um, so I, we also talked a little bit about how we can make money on this podcast. Yeah. Right? And so I came up with an actual, you know, we talked about T-shirts. We talked about, oh, I could write a book. Yeah. And blah, 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 blah. And I get a sponsor. Well, it turns out I can do something called affiliate links, which is, it, this is really neat, right? And, and some websites do this. So, so if, if you sign up and become an affiliate of Amazon, you can put links on your website. So for instance, we could do amazing screw top head. <laughs> yep, I could have a link to the Amazon page, one for the US store, one for the UK store. And if I'm approved as an affiliate, then that link, if you click on it, put it in your shopping cart and purchase it within like 24 hours or something, I get credit for that purchase. So I get anywhere between 4% and 10% of the sales price. And I get 4 to 10% of everything that's in your shopping cart. If one of those items is that you got through me, yeah. then everything in your shopping cart is somehow associated with that. So I'm like, look, this makes sense. Because, I mean, we're always talking about, you know, Orson Welles stuff. Yeah. We're talking about all these bizarre things. And I purchase this stuff myself. I mean, I, you can see, you know, we talk about all the stuff I'm keeping. Well, I'm keeping a lot of DVDs. I'm yeah. keeping probably oh close goodness. to 2,000 yeah. DVDs that I all that I plan to watch all, yep again, yep. including every single episode of, Doctor Who. Yep,
1: because right? once wasn't enough.
0: Because once is definitely not enough. I've seen uh, the episode of Eleventh Hour, which is Matt Smith's first episode. Stephen Moffat, who another invited guest, uh, but he wrote that. Yep. and I've seen that episode what ten times now. Yeah, like, I show like it that. to everybody. I yeah. show it to to everybody. So anyway, I thought I thought this was this would be really neat because you know if if you spend a hundred bucks on Amazon, then I get you know between like four and ten bucks. Yeah. So that'd be kind of neat. Like, yeah. again, if people are going to buy stuff anyway, instead of me having commercials on it, right, instead yeah. of me doing ad banners and all these different things like, hey, people are going to spend money. I love Amazon. I got Amazon Prime. So, yeah. you know, hey, that'd be pretty cool. And so imagine if someone spends a thousand bucks. Yeah. Then I get like 40 bucks. Yeah. You know, 40 bucks to 100 bucks. Right. And then I was thinking, well, like the super rich. Like the people are really rich. Right. Sure, they, they shop on Amazon, too. And they all watch their podcasts. And, well, they, yes, they watch the video podcast. Exactly. They, don't, they are so rich, they don't listen. Exactly. Who listens to an audio podcast? We watch it because we're yeah. rich, right? Yeah. And um, and so, again, like, imagine a rich person spends like a million dollars on on Amazon. Go right. through my website, yeah. venturesandtransgendering.com. Click one of the links. I get like 40K. Yeah. Anywhere between 40 and 100K. Right. And then that got me to thinking that, like, I wonder what the most expensive items on Amazon are. Yeah. And it reminded me because we I used to play this game with you guys. So what we used to do is is uh, the kid's mom was a customer back then. I don't know if she still does the stuff now, Uh, but but we used to go to like fabric stores and we used to go to all these like craft stores and things like that. And for hours, for hours. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) And so you have young kids who are like six and eight years old. They're going to get bored. And it was my job was to keep you guys entertained. Yep. So I don't know if you remember this, but we used to do a game, Yeah. find the most expensive item in the store, and find the cheapest item yep. that was in the store. Yep. And so we would run back to each other and be like, oh, I found something that's like for $0.08. Cents. And then it's like, no, I found something for $0.07. Cents. And I always won. I always won this game. Yeah. Uh, but we had so much fun yeah. doing that. So I decided to sort of do the same thing. And the most expensive item I found, and other people are welcome to play the game. Yep. Now, understand that there are certain items that are like $99,000 or $999,000 or something like that. The seller doesn't actually have it. They're just sort of keeping a placeholder. And so those things don't really count. And I know it's kind of hard to find, but you can see that when a book that no one can cares about is selling for $999,000. That's probably not what the actual price is. So I the the highest legitimate thing that I found and I took like 5 minutes to find a, try to find the stuff. I didn't spend hours and hours and hours. Was I found a 1907 gold coin. Okay? It's it's, it's an American Indian head $10 coin that sells for $624,000 uh $624,800. Geez. So imagine if someone listening to this podcast were to go through my link and purchase this. Maybe you could do the math on that, but you know, like say it's ten percent, that's sixty two thousand dollars. Yeah. So again, anyone who's been dying to get a nineteen oh seven gold coin, yeah, you know, just hold off on it. I'll add the link, I'll add the affiliate tag for it, and then boom, I get sixty two thousand dollars. Yeah. So uh, while I was looking for the highest one, though, I found my next thing was what's the highest dollar amount that has reviews, right? Because there's, like, all these diamond earrings that were selling for whatever $400,000. And, like, there's hundreds upon hundreds, and none of these have any reviews. So I'm like, okay, how about I find something that actually has reviews? Right. Right? So I found one, which is natural Untreated ruby for one hundred twenty three thousand four hundred twenty dollars. I feel like I'm like Wheel of Fortune right. Now. <laughs> like someone's just won, and like for one hundred twenty three thousand four hundred twenty dollars, you get the natural untreated ruby.
1: I'm way too enthralled by the fact that it's one two three four.
0: Yes, I well again mathlete. Yeah, right, mathlete. Yeah, I think that's cool. So <laughs> let me read some of the reviews. That's this thing got. Because I yeah. found this utterly fascinating. Yeah. I was recently looking to imprison a jinn, who had granted me two wishes and threatened to consume the entire human race if I granted him a third. <laughs> That's how you spell it, right? That's how you pronounce it, right? D-G-I-N-N. Yeah. Jinn. D-G-I-N-N. right. Right? First I thought, man, I'm out of luck here because there aren't any Persian sorcerers to help me out. Thank goodness I typed in unreasonably expensive gemstones and got this as a result. Not only is this a natural stone, the djinn will not be imprisoned in lab-created stones, but it's also a great conversational piece, as I currently have the, this dangling from one of my nipple piercings. <laughs> the other one features an emerald carving into a replica of the djinn's head. It also doubles as an awesome disco ball. Although I have to be careful with my laser projectors that they don't hit the freaking stone. Otherwise, he pops with this whole let me grant you three wishes nonsense. Really, the guy won't clam up. Highly recommended for gin imprisonment. Or if you just want to show off how incredibly wealthy you are. (laughs) Uh, Next review. It's pretty nice, but it's not as red as it looks in the picture. A little on the expensive side, but the free shipping makes up for it. (laughs) And my personal favorite, I can almost taste the tears of the little kids who mine for this. To which someone responded, salty, salty or salty, savory? (laughs) <laughs> My goodness. So anyway, all of this fun, obviously, I'm having with Amazon affiliate links. Yeah, <laughs> right. And so I decided to have fun with this, right? And so in the podcast write up, and and in the little write up of like, hey, hey, I'm adding Amazon affiliate links. Click on it, and I'll get a commission. Um, I made a joke. I said I get straight cash, homie, which is which is a line from Randy Moss, who was a wide receiver. Who only paid cash for stuff and and so again, straight cash homie, thought it'd be funny, right? Amazon reads that and rejects my application. Oh my goodness. Just the American store, not the UK store. Again, UK, they love us sometimes. <laughs> uh, it, it because it turns out you're not allowed to say, if you purchase from me, I'll get a commission as an incentive to purchase from me. I'm not allowed to say it. Oh. Right. Okay. So hopefully the website, there's a broken link on it, which they're trying to get fixed. So hopefully by the time this podcast goes up, the affiliate links will be back because I'll be able to reapply. I've removed all the languages. Yeah. But what's really important is for everyone to understand that I'm not allowed to tell you that if you click on the links, put that in your shopping cart and purchase within 24 hours, I get a commission. I am not allowed to say that. So I just want to clear that up in case anyone from Amazon is listening. I'm just trying to explain how I got here. But again, I am not allowed to say that. So just just want to clarify. A couple other cool things that I did notice, though, is because I was doing searches in the American store and in the UK store, I was deciding, well, should I put a link in for the Avengers? Because we talked about shawarma. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I'm like, well, maybe I'll. I mean, I have a bunch of links. Maybe I don't need this. I'm like, screw it. I'm gonna put in a link to the Avengers. I couldn't find this in the UK Amazon store, and I'm like, well, this doesn't make any sense. Well, it turns out they named the movie differently in the UK. Really? It's called Avengers Assemble, not The Avengers. Why? Because they already had a TV series called The Avengers. Wow! Right? With with John Steed, Mr. Steed. Something Steed, okay, <laughs> uh, and Emma Peel. Wow, yeah, okay. very, very famous series. Yeah, yeah,
1: okay. That, that was... So yes,
0: yes, um, and so yeah, that was again. You you, you know, you live, you learn. You yeah. live, you learn. It, yeah. Like it's the same thing with Harry Potter. It's
1: oh, like very, Harry yeah.
0: Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone is what it was called in the states, and, and it Harry was Potter and, and the Philosopher's Stone, yeah. is what it was called like in the UK and elsewhere. So again. Avengers, Marvel's Avengers and Marvel's Avengers Assemble. Same movie. Yeah. Two different titles, same movie. Um and then I, I I don't did I mention this that I have a couple I also added not just affiliate links, right? Yes. That I'm not yes. allowed to talk yes. about the commission that I may or may not get on. It. But I also added some other fun links. So, yeah. you know, we've added links to your website, uh and we've added links to Forest Rain's website. Uh, yep. But we also added links to uh, to the video of Craig Ferguson and Jeff Peterson talking oh, about yes. Careful Icarus, yes. which okay. I think you saw. Absolutely, right? yeah. And then I also included a link for Mr. Tony's mailbag theme. So for those of you <clears throat> who are considering doing a mailbag theme for us, you can click the link and listen to Mr. Tony's mailbag. And this was sung by someone who worked on the show. Yeah. And then Hootie and the Blowfish came along and recorded their own version of it. And then some people who were fans of the show had their little kids sing it. And so now there's like this 55-minute clip um, on, was it SoundCloud, right? Where they have all the fans who have submitted their versions of these songs. And they are so amazingly well done. I mean, in the beginning, you're just like, ah, whatever. And then you start to hear how talented these people are. So definitely check that out. Uh, and, and listen to a couple minutes. I know you're going to listen to the beginning and be, this is really stupid. Yeah. But trust me, it gets better, right? Yeah,
1: because no, it, it's not just you being crazy. It, it's actually, like, hypnotic. Well, it is me being crazy. Well, it is, but it's also bit. hypnotic. Yes, yes, definitely hypnotic. That's all I'm saying.
0: So that, um, those are not the only changes I made this week. I also finally decided to do something with Facebook. Yes. Because I was getting frustrated because I just... We were using Facebooks to say, hey, the next episode of the podcast is out. And if you're subscribed to it, you know. Yeah. Right? And I was just like, well, blah, 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 podcast. Blah, 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 blah podcast. So it's just getting boring. So I realized, you know what? Screw this. It's time for me to get grandiose. Yeah. So I changed the name of the Facebook page from So There's That, Adventures in Transgendering Podcast to Dij. Yep. Just Digge. Still listens to the podcast, but just Dig. And not only is it... For me to to be grandiose, yeah, you know, which yeah. is a large part of it, right? Yeah, but it also, I think, allows me to be a little bit more personal. Yeah, yeah, right. I get to share a little bit more, and so I already shared a, a photo of of Shadow. Yep, who is upstairs right. and okay. may be joining us later. Never. Know. Uh, and she is actually. A, it's, so I, I figured this would be neat, right? Like, hey, now you have a reason to go to the Facebook page, because it's more than just podcast stuff, right? Yeah. It's a picture of the cat who has made multiple appearances on the podcast. Very good at door opening, and yeah. she's doing her own impersonation of the Steinlin cat. So the the Art Nouveau painter, right? Theophile. Theophile. I don't know how to pronounce it. Yeah. It's French, so it's probably a bunch of letters that aren't pronounced. But Theophile Steinlin. So you've probably seen us the black cat, sort of standing and looking at you. And you've probably seen the Art Nouveau posters all over the place. She's doing her little Steinlin pose. Uh, and um, and so, yeah, if you want to check this out, it's, uh, it's Facebook.com slash Typing Monquette. <laughs> which is sort of my new, because it's been so hard to find and to get. So there's that. As a URL or even Adventures in Transgendering tends to be too long for a lot of websites. Typing monket, because my web my personal website is Typing Monkeys, right? Yeah. You know that I do for my business, uh, and so I just thought Typing Monket was, was yeah, you know, because like Diget, other people had Diget. Yeah. And I'm like, well, but I'm not going to change my name to digit. so Typing Monket. That just uh, yeah, that's going to be my nom de plume, <laughs> right? Which is French. Right? Yep. French. Guy. So um oh and and I got a picture of you and Forest. Yes. I have a picture of you and Forest, which now is, is gonna lead us into our topic du jour, yep. which is we're gonna do a post mortem on Forest Rain. Boy, that came out wrong. <laughs> we're not actually doing a postmortem. We're doing a postmortem on the Forest Rain interview. Yeah. Right? And yeah. just thought we'd probably talk about because it was our first interview. And um so yeah. So let's Forest talk Rain about is that. very much a lot. As far as we know. <laughs> right? As far as we yeah. know. Okay. So um but uh, no, we, we had uh, we had a fantastic time with her. Uh, she is so nice. She oh
1: is goodness, such a yes.
0: wonderful person. So let me read. She uh, posted on Facebook and on our website uh, a little, a link to the podcast, but yeah. also just you know talked a little bit about her experience. So she wrote. So there's this. I think it's kind of clever. Recently, I was invited to be interviewed on an LGBT podcast named, so there's that, Adventures in Transgendering, that has been growing like a storm. which is pretty cool, right? And featured on the iTunes, I'm sorry, featured on iTunes in the UK. On it, I discussed my personal experiences and thoughts as a transgender person, as well as my music in the song, Great to be Different. If you've been wondering what it's like to be a transgender person or interested in LGBT topics, you should definitely check out this podcast. Dante and Dij are absolutely awesome people running a very laid back and positive show. Awesome. Which is awesome, yeah. right? Except that she mentioned you first. I, you know, because I believe it's Dig and Dante, not Dante <laughs> and Digge. Just for the record, for any of you media types who are planning on writing an article about us, it's Dig and Dante. <laughs> I'm gonna be very clear about that. Yeah. Um, And then she ends with, oh, and they, along with Dante's brother, Michael, make a mean salsa. Wow. Yeah. Which is really cool because we've been talking ad nauseum about what restaurant or what we were going to cook for her. And, uh, I mean, we, she was here, I mean, we recorded, what, two hours and 15 minutes. Yep. And we cut 30 minutes out. We cut 30 minutes out. I know people are like, oh, my God, I can't believe that podcast is so long. We cut 30 minutes out. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) And, uh, and so it was a while, I mean, it was late and, uh, she, I think had eaten a late lunch. So she didn't really want to eat much. Right. So she didn't want to go out to dinner. And, and so we decided to do something light, which was our feta salsas. And, and, uh, so it's, I'm thrilled that, that she liked it. Actually, yeah. I was thinking we've been talking about maybe doing a YouTube video at some point. Cause I know people want to know what I look like. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I thought maybe we could do a YouTube video and we could make our feta salsa. Yeah. So I know people have been hitting us up about, hey, can you get us a recipe? So uh, keep an eye out. Hopefully by well, next week is July fourth weekend. Yep. Right. So we have three three day weekend. So maybe on top of recording podcast number eleven. Yep. Maybe we can consider uh, doing because I have some ideas as to how to shoot it, which yeah. I think might be fun. Yeah. Might be fun. Uh so anyway, that that might be our first uh, our yeah. first YouTube video. That would be cool. So um so anyway but she was so nice and oh and goodness. as yeah. from from a from a parental perspective <laughs> let me just kind of chime in first that you know Dante was nervous Dante yeah. was uh, nervous oh, cuz yeah. this is someone who you've looked up to for a long time right yeah. and she agreed to come on which was fantastic and she was so nice to me and to you and your brother but she went out of her way to be inclusive understood that you were nervous and joked about you being a stalker. It <laughs> was funny. It was very yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. But this was the coolest part. This was the coolest part. We have a piano upstairs. So as you know, I'm moving. So we have stuff piled everywhere. On everything that can have something piled on it, there is stuff piled on it. So the piano's in the kitchen. And we're doing the salsa and we're chit-chatting and stuff like that. And so she walks over to the piano and she starts removing stuff from the piano and clears it and sits down to play and just starts playing music. And what's what does she play? She,
1: she plays Hey Mr. which is a song that I spent a month learning on that very piano. That, like, that was like really the beginning of my whole learning piano
0: and all that. So it was amazing to have that. Um, yeah, I got a picture of that. Because I wanted that moment, because you were beaming. And I don't know if she realized that, like, that... I mean, I told her afterwards. I said, hey, look, you know, that's the song. I didn't even know what it was. Yeah. All I know is that you used to play that every single day, like, after school. Yep. And we got the... This was your mom's piano, like, that she left in the house. I got it tuned Yep. Uh, when you started playing piano. And uh, and I guess it's now out of tune. Yeah. And one of the keys doesn't work, right? Yeah. G?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's one of the G's don't remember which
0: one. So uh so but she was playing kind of playing around it, but she started playing it. I'm like, Oh my god, I know this song And I'm like, Oh wait a second, this is one of her songs and I'm like, Oh my god, this is one of the songs that Dante learned how to play piano on. Yeah. So I was thrilled, but I knew you had to be absolutely I, over the moon. That was
1: fantastic. I mean I I I sang along with it and and it was like that moment is going to be stuck in my head forever is something amazing that I'm never going to forget. Yeah. Um,
0: so let me ask you how you, who were, I mean, obviously I was looking forward to it, but, but you were looking forward to it on a different level yeah. of excitement. How, how'd it go for you? Like the experience? Cause I, I was trying so hard to minimize risk. Right. So Dante was going to, you know, to use a soundboard, it was going to use Forrest's soundboard that you'd never done before. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Let's remove all as many points of failure as we can. Yep. Because you're going to be nervous. Yep. And when you're asked to do something new, if it doesn't work, you're going to start getting flustered. And I want you to enjoy the day, I want you to enjoy the experience. Yeah. So we just cut down to as many things as humanly possible. And uh, so I think technically, it went pretty flawlessly
1: yeah no it went it went exactly as like we like for technically it went perfectly um in the morning there are little audio problems that i i managed to fix so but like at the actual podcast everything went well like we just kind of sat down and recorded it was amazing for me cuz like you said i've i've looked up to forrest for so long um like it's hard to put into words what that's like because it, as much as it, as cool as it was to like do an interview, it was interacting on a level beyond just being a fan, yes. And that is something I never would have expected to happen.
0: Well, I mean, it, you know, uh, uh you know, Mike mentioned that I do a good job interviewing, which is great to hear. I mean, I've done it, I've done it in the past. Uh, and it's fun now. I'm not nervous <laughs> about it anymore. I just have a good time and and, yeah. and try to make put people at ease and have fun conversations with people. And and that's I, I think what I've said from the beginning. I've always wanted to have conversations, not not have interviews. Um and so it was it it was a neat experience for me, but I also wanted to make sure that you had fun. Yeah. And and I think what's new for you is that you're doing a podcast, right? Like, you're now known, right? This is the growing storm, right? We're popular in the UK, and this is your podcast, too, right? So she is coming in. She knows you're a fan, but it's not just sort of, you know, like, oh, you want to come over and play at my house for a while? You know, It's we're actually doing something that's starting to get noticed and you know and yeah so from that perspective it's it's neat because you're uh, on footing that you're not used to being on but you're more you know yeah it's not just you looking up and you're an amazing artist i mean you got <laughs> accepted into maryland institute college of art one of the top 6 art colleges in the country yeah. meaning i i think number 6 but <laughs> and, yeah. you know yeah. and and so the stuff that you do is you are amazingly talented and and i know you probably don't view it that way but other people do other right. people do
1: yeah no um it, another thing i was worried about is, is i i absolutely looked up to her and and i am aware that like well actually you're taller than she is right? I still look up to her that that <laughs> <the>, like <laughs> metaphorically i guess um that I, I I knew that she's a person, that, like, getting, like, talking for two hours, I knew that by the end of it, I wouldn't be nervous. I knew that I would be comfortable. But I didn't know how much of the idolization would still be there. Because, like, there's a certain extent to if... Some, not a hero, because the whole hero thing, but, like, an idol. If they become no longer like this thing up on a pedestal it's hard to know if, if they'll stay an idol or not and it has I I am absolutely still a huge fan Um, and, and so I, I'm it's just overall been an amazing experience
0: well I mean it's neat and I don't remember who said this but someone talked about how they met someone who they were a huge fan of who was their idol And the person was as nice as they hoped that person would be. And that's such an accurate way to describe Forrest because she's actually nicer than than you hope. Yeah. Uh, She went out of her way to make sure to include you. She may she went out of her way to make sure to include Michael, who's not part of the podcast, but went upstairs and chatted with him and. And talked about, you know, some stories I've written about him in, in the blog and and how touching that was to her and how, you know, how neat it is to to meet him as well because she had read about him. And it's just and, – and, like, I mean, it's like she wouldn't leave. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, you you feel like, oh, okay, well, maybe we're just – you know, maybe you're bored and you're ready to go. And it was just like, you know, so let me clear stuff off the piano and start playing. And it was just – it was absolutely better than my wildest dreams. Absolutely yep. better than my... I mean, when she played the piano, I know. <laughs> you went, but I was like, oh my God, this is so yeah, awesome. And we had such a great time. And she was smart and witty and quick. And it just, it was also a great first interview for It's probably spoiled us. Yeah. <laughs> you know, immensely. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, all you other folks who are on the list, Eddie and Vince and, you know, Dave, uh, you know, you gotta bring your A-game here. Because, absolutely. Because we had, we had a pretty good we had a pretty good first guest.
1: Yeah. No, I've I, I met Forrest, I've, I've met Forrest twice before at, at conventions, and both times it was absolutely just the whole fan uh, thing, so I, I would talk to her for maybe... 15 20 seconds not because like she was busy and couldn't be bothered to talk to me but because after that much time I couldn't handle it I was done I had to walk away
0: well is was there also we did this we went to regeneration who uh, which was our first doctor Who convention uh and it was a dynamite convention regeneration uh who two is coming up again. Uh, what in March? Yeah. Um, and so hopefully that we'll talk about this later. But it was neat because like Colin Baker was there and Sylvester McCoy was there, and I was hesitant. Andrew Cartmel, who was the story editor at yeah. the end of the original series, and we chatted with him for a little bit. But we chatted for a little bit, and then like I, I don't know. I just felt it was weird as a fan. I didn't want to intrude. I didn't want to. I didn't want to suggest that because I'm at a convention. With someone who I respect. Yeah. That we're somehow gonna become buddies. Well, right. And I think there is that. I think that does happen from time to time at these conventions. Uh, Portlandio, which is a show <laughs> that we talk about, there's this wonderful episode where they go see Paul Simon. Yeah. Uh, and the two main characters are debating what question should we ask Paul Simon? Yeah. That makes him understand that we understand him like no other fan. And so they do this 20-minute pretentious question, which is so funny. But I think there is that fantasy that people, when they go to a convention, that I'm somehow going to say something. I'm somehow going to do something. I'm somehow going to come across that I become friends with this person. Yeah. Right? Right. And so when I go to conventions, I'm always, I guess, nervous that that's – I'm going to come across somehow right. yeah. in that ingratiating way. So I tend to go, hey, I'm a big fan. Shake your hand. Thanks for doing this. It's meant a lot to me and my kids or whatever, and it was nice to meet you and
1: yeah, yeah.
0: You know? And I guess my biggest fantasy is to maybe have a drink with them in the bar or something like that. Right. Uh, but even that is sort of you know over the top because I just don't know where the lines are. I don't know where the lines of what's acceptable, what's not acceptable. So I'm always going to err on the side of not pestering people. Yeah. Um, so to have Forrest come here and interact with us in in sort of the way that you don't think you're going to get is uh, is is a huge kick and has got to be just even a bigger yeah. kick, even bigger kick for you.
1: Yeah. No, it, it was absolutely amazing.
0: So is there anything, looking back, again, this was our first interview. Uh, we did cut three minutes out, yep. including a 15-minute section. Uh, we got to the end, and we were concerned that we hadn't explained what My Little Pony was. And yep. we hadn't explained what bronies were properly. Right. Which is why I wrote the description of the podcast episode the way I did to say, this is about My Little Pony fandom. And the cartoon, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Just Try to set the stage for it. So when we listened to it, it sounded fine. But we decided to record a, a segment to intro what My Little Pony was, to intro what Bronies were. And once we listened to everything, that 15-minute segment, which was pretty good, yeah. didn't fit anywhere. Yeah. And so we just, you know, maybe at some point when we do a special edition CD of, you know, the, uh, you know, uncut, you know, so there's that uncut yeah. will, will include this, uh, this mystical 30 minutes or 15 minutes cut. Uh, but anyway, it, I felt like by the end of it, that's something that we actually did not get into in the published version of this was talking a little bit about the history of my little pony right yeah. with her, with you and with her, yeah. uh, and, uh, and, and how it is that you guys got hooked. On yep. it, you know, what was your first episode? What what was it about this show that connected to you? Yeah, uh, and uh, who your favorite pony is, right? And, um, and then a little discussion about bronies, and equally, how did you and how did Forrest get connected to the brony fan base? Yeah, uh, because it's an utterly fascinating fan base for anyone who's had an opportunity to watch the documentary. It's, I, I'm, I just find it utterly. Interesting. Yeah. And so I think that was something that I would have loved to have gone into. So maybe if we get her back. Yeah. Uh, that. Um, I know I wanted to talk to her about her music a little bit more. Uh, she wrote a song, Springtime in Maryland, uh, Bad Wolf, which is about Doctor Who. and yep. And I would love to kind of get her Doctor Who experiences <laughs> a little bit more. And uh, she did a song, Supernatural. that no, was a cover. It was you know, a right? cover. Supernatural, Supernatural's a yeah. cover, uh, which is Gravity Falls that we've talked about. Alex Hirsch, one of our invited guests.
1: Yep. DIG at com.
0: Uh, and so, yeah, it's a, it's a song uh, about the series. So, clearly, she's a fan of Gravity Falls as well. So, I just yeah. think there's a fun, enjoyable conversation to have of that. And I know from a personal perspective, I wanted to ask her what bothers her more. And maybe I did ask this. I don't know if this made I, don't a know if I don't know if we did. Right? Either. Was that uh, what bothers her more? People botching her name, calling her Rainforest, like I do all the time, um, or people botching pronouns and using the male pronouns? So, she is extraordinarily passable uh yeah. it totally reads as female so i'm guessing that that I mean, doesn't happen as much it's it, both of them actually have like from i, I
1: stalker all that stuff but the thing she's talked about before a while ago that i mean with the whole rainforest the podcast that she does Almonds of harmony they have the running joke of calling her uh uh jungle monsoon instead or or (laughs) or something to that effect so whether it bothers her or not it's it's a joke so it doesn't it can't bother her too much and at least before she came out there was something that she talked about of, of gender neutrality um and is part of what made me assume that she was trans or or something i yeah uh and said that the any Calling her any gender was fine, as long as you didn't call her an it. Oh, okay. Because that's that's almost like, yes.
0: That means you're a freak. Yeah, yeah. Like, and even though that's yes, I I completely agree with that sentiment. That it, it, because yes, when someone jokingly and that's the thing, it's always a joke. Oh no, no, come on, come on. I was just joking. I was just joking. But it is extraordinarily disrespectful yeah and especially if it's done twice especially if it's done twice yeah uh and and so yeah i've had to be aware of that like oh hey ha, ha, i'm just kidding i'm just i'm just gonna get a dig and then i'm just gonna say i'm joking uh and sometimes that that can that can be tough to process because sometimes it is a joke and sometimes there's stuff that is offensive but it's it, it's funny. It ends up being funny and you're like okay well I'll give an allowance for something being funny. Uh but you know I would rather you guys I don't know try to be respectful yeah. because because there is a lot of disrespect. You know for me I do people look at me sometimes and they don't know how to address me. And so they err on the side of I'm just going to say sir. Yeah, sir, sir. And I'm like, do I have to wear a damn skirt now for you not to say, sir? Yeah. You know, maybe I have to work on my voice. Maybe that's it. You know, and as as Forrest has shown it. Wow. <laughs> it works. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm actually starting to play around with voice les- lessons a little bit. Yeah. And I don't know if I can do a gradual change. Right. I guess I don't really want to do a, a, a sort of an overnight change if I can right. gradually sort of change the pitch a little bit, that would be, that would be groovy. That'd be, <laughs> yeah. That would be groovy. Um. So anything else that you think we, uh, that you wanted to cover, or do you think we were pretty buttoned up?
1: I think we were pretty good. Um. I mean, I I was trying to think of whether or not I wanted to have, like, a explanation of the things she's done aside from music, because she's done a fair amount, but I couldn't really think of a way that it would fit anywhere. Um. I mean, as some, someone said that, like, uh, it felt like she was she could be a character in like a um, uh, Teen Titans Go, and and she's done like dramatic readings of stuff, which is really good. And she does a bunch of different voices,
0: and which she did for us. A- no, uh, yeah. off, off after uh, the uh, after yeah. the
1: show, she showed off
0: one of the voices, and for me being a fan, I'm like, oh my goodness, that's fantastic. But yeah, well, didn't someone also mention? And uh, was it her Facebook post that they were depressed that something. That she was doing the podcast, and that meant that something that she was working on was never going to come out. Uh, You responded to the note.
1: I know what you're talking about. Okay, yes. Um, Because we actually talked about it because she was doing a dramatic reading series of a fan fiction, one that is really good. I mean,
0: it's it's weird to understand exactly what you're saying because I hate to say it, but. You know, there is a lot of fan fiction. There's not, there's no sort of editorial bar. There's just stuff kind of showing up, like websites and like any blog posts or stuff like that. So there's stuff that is, I hate to say it, not very good. Yeah. And that is, people assume then that everything is not very good. I don't read the stuff, period. Uh, yeah. Uh, Yeah. But that doesn't mean that people can't, and some of these people have come out and been published. Yeah. And it been picked up because it it's even though it is fan fiction, it is it's really well done fan fiction that moves from the realm actually of of fan fiction to something that yeah that I guess could be considered more legitimate. Shall we say?
1: But um, so she was doing it, and um, because of her transition, she's not going to be continuing it. And there're like eight chapters left. Um, so someone made that comment about wishing that they could continue. And I asked sort of the same question to her after the podcast of that there are there are people who have um done done dramatic readings of the rest of the chapters now probably not as good as force, but you know we can give them a chance, and also that there are only eight chapters left, so it's not too hard to read on your own
0: well how many uh how many chapters total
1: had there been? um by that point it's like a two separate parts one of them was like 30 chapters the other was like 50 oh, so yeah. there's not too much left
0: so we uh jokingly yeah. told her we didn't know okay so we listed <laughs> dream guests we've mentioned it on the podcast and and we've listed it on the website and let's face it start as a joke we were never going to get any of our Dream guests. So yeah. I just, you know, we put a list up. It was something funny to talk about, and we got to talk about people we look up to, or people we like, or people that we respect as creators. And and so, you know, it, it was like, oh, we got one. Yeah. So now, you know, now what do we do, right? <laughs> uh, and so I came up with this brilliant idea that that we should do a strike through, right? That like, because there's HTML code, you do a strike through, right? Yeah. So that yeah. there's a line that goes through the name. So I did that on the website because we all agreed that would be funny. Yeah. And so, uh, one of our loyal fans reached out to me, and said, "By the way, um, I noticed that you put a line through Forest Rain's name, and uh, it looks kind of creepy. Looks like you killed her. So yeah, that... <laughs> you know, it's like it's like
1: our assassination list. Like I said, as far as we know, Forest Rain very much <laughs> alive. Very
0: much alive. And we do talk about serial killers a lot on this show. Yeah. So um, so maybe." Maybe uh, having a line through someone's name, not the best approach. Just saying if Forest Rain happens to disappear in the coming weeks, we not our get fault. knocked on the
1: door. Not our fault. Not our fault. Yeah. We no. swear.
0: We swear. Yeah. Right. So anyone yeah. who has an idea, should we... Because it feels weird. Like, do you just remove the person's name? Yeah. Like, that feels a little disrespectful. Uh I guess putting a line through someone's name might be a little bit <laughs> less respectful but you know we're kind of working on it so so yeah let us know what do you think we should do like we could change colors yeah uh I mean it has to be within you know my html skill set so not a lot of options <laughs> yeah. here we could italicize or i don't know but uh but again certainly no disrespect was intended by putting a line through her name for anyone who's listening, but anyone who has a better idea, remove the name. Uh, you know, like I just I don't want to do too many sections on the website because then right. it's just you just have too much. You know, I'm trying to leave, you know, hey, here's a here's a link. Here's a brief description of who we are and what we do and links to our podcast. If you want to get them on iTunes or subscribe yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And hey, here's our dream gas, And oh, by the way, if you want to purchase stuff from amazon <laughs> here are some links you may want to consider using for no r- real reason and then obviously here's a link to all the previous podcast episodes and to the blog post so yeah. i don't want to get into too many of these sections of like hey here's someone but again any thoughts any thoughts you might have is um is probably the way to go so um so uh, yeah i think i think that's probably good to pretty good post-mortem. Yeah. Probably need to come up with a better, but I've always liked that. I've always yeah. liked this on projects where we always have a post-mortem. Like after you do something, after you do a launch, after you do a this, I always like to have a meeting where we sit there and go, okay, what did we do right and what did we do wrong? Yeah. You know, because cause too many times you're just like, you're just done and you're exhausted. And I'm like, look, let's learn. I don't mind making mistakes. I just don't want to make the same mistake twice. Right. And so that's really why I tend to do the postmortem. So anyway, uh you know, uh, best wishes, um uh good wishes, well wishes yeah. to, to Forest. And uh and I guess let's move up into uh to the wrap up which is we've been talking about the website, check it out, Transgendering.com. Please leave comments. Oh yeah. On the podcast page, there's, you know, it's it's you can leave a comment there. You can I know we joke about it, but you can send us a comment at DigitizedMonkeys.com. You can go to iTunes. Uh, and you can leave reviews there. Uh, I mean, certainly we love for those numbers to increase. We like to get more five-star reviews, uh, and I think that certainly helps us get noticed better yeah. by by Apple. But I also like hearing from people. I mean, this is this is terrific. This is uh, I love I love to hear. So never feel like you're pestering us. Yeah. Uh, there is in fact one letter that I got that I haven't responded to yet uh, because I probably need to process it more, probably right. in therapy. <laughs> uh, so I can sort of understand um, uh, some issues that I tend to avoid. Uh, but it's all good. It's all good. Yeah. It's yeah. all good. Uh, so please, um, you know, uh, we'd love to hear from stuff, especially stuff that requires me to have more therapy. Uh, <laughs> that works very well. That works very well. Uh, check out our Facebook page now called Digge Facebook.com slash typing monquette. I'm very (laughs) excited now. I'm very excited not to say that, you know, you don't just have to do your own search, but if you did, (laughs) we would come up number two or number three. Yeah. Just saying. Uh, So again, thanks to everyone who's been listening. Uh, Please continue to share the word. Uh, uh, Believe me, every single additional person that listens means the world to us. Uh, So if you have friends if you want to share it on Facebook, if you want to share it, people at a party or whatever, if you enjoy it, if it's a good time, please spread the word because uh, we enjoy doing this. And and the larger the audience, uh, you know, hopefully the more fun we can have and the more people will click on Amazon links for no for no apparent reasons. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I think that kind of covers it. Right. Thanks, yeah. the listener. iTunes, download, subscribe, reviews, ratings uh, and digit typing dot uh, com for any and all. Comments. Yeah. You are going to play us out, right? Yep.
1: And once again, this is Monsters with Contracts Below the Bed by Greg Hoffman.